If you're a home brewer looking to share your product or advance your career. At Portland State University, you can get a certificate in the business of craft brewing. The Business of Craft Brewing online program from Portland State University gives you the business knowledge and industry know-how you need. Hurry up, we're thirsty. Sports communication is exploding before our eyes. Last year, Emerson College launched a sports communication program which includes studies in esports, more commonly known as video games. Yes, we still have wonderful traditional physical sports, but there is also an entirely new industry of esports, and Emerson College is the cutting edge. From APM Reports, this is the Educate Podcast, a collaboration with the Heckinger Report. I'm Stephen Smith. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you likely know that higher education is in an increasingly tight spot. Enrollment is on the decline, and state funding still hasn't recovered from the recession. Yet according to data from the National Center for Education Statistics, the number of majors and degree programs offered by colleges and universities has been going up. This is extraordinary. 41,446 new degree and certificate programs have been added since 2012. That's a 21% increase in the number of degrees or certificates that you could have gotten just six years ago. On this episode, we're talking with John Marcus, who covers higher ed for the Hackinger Report, about where the influx of new majors came from and how it affects schools and students. John Marcus, a few months back, I think it was, we talked about cuts in humanities programs uh, at state schools and uh, how that's affecting the curriculum. Now colleges are adding thousands of new majors or programs. Why are they doing that? So this is a very complicated situation, but it stems largely from the fact that the enrollment in colleges and universities is down, way down, uh, since 2011, which was the last peak. Since then, the number of undergraduate students has decreased by about 3 million. One reason for that is just demographics. The Because of the birth rate, there are fewer 18 to 24-year-olds. The other is because as the economy improves, people choose to go into the workforce instead of going to college. So colleges are in a squeeze looking for more students. They're adding degree and certificate programs that they think will bring more people to their doors. Tell me about some of these new majors. Is there a common thread or a, a trend that you can identify? There are two ways of looking at these new majors. One is that some of these programs are in areas that are in extremely high demand, like cybersecurity. So there are an estimated 300,000 job openings predicted for cybersecurity experts. So it's a pretty good bet if you're a university that if you start a cybersecurity program, it will fill. There are some critics who suggest that even cybersecurity is now oversaturated and too many colleges have scrambled to get in on that. But it's a safer bet than the other type of degrees and certificates that are being offered, which in some cases are in programs that have not paid off. So one example of that is that 15 universities and colleges have added a major in casino management or a degree or certificate in casino management. In 2016, those 15 universities and colleges collectively graduated 34 students. So that's about two students per program. It sounds like most of these are vocationally directed. Yeah, you're not seeing esoteric programs in the humanities. You're seeing vocational programs, yes. And uh, so you're seeing an enormous number of programs that are in areas that colleges see as growth areas in the employment market, like beer fermentation and brewery management, because everybody has a million microbreweries in their town, 
And so they're providing certificates, occasionally associate degrees in brewing. Maybe a good idea, maybe not. It's hard to tell. I don't know how much demand there is for a brewery management certificate. But these are the kinds of things that are being added. Hip-hop studies, sports communication, esports, which is the business of competitive video gaming. Competitive video gaming is kind of a growth area. Uh, is there enough of it, though, to justify a whole degree program? That's still kind of not that certain. There's also the issue of distribution. Are students populating specialized programs? The research says no. Almost half of all degree programs are tiny, with fewer than 10 students, and collectively they account for just 7% of all graduates. It's the large programs with 100 students or more that are responsible for conferring the most degrees. And once a niche degree is out there, it probably won't go away. Three things rarely happen at universities and colleges, in my, in my opinion. I seldom see anybody get fired or laid off. They seldom reduce the size of their workforce. Um, they never tear down a building. They just keep building new ones. And um, the third thing is they seldom get rid of programs, eliminate programs. Now, that, as you mentioned at the top, has changed recently with the elimination of a number of programs in the humanities. And that trend reflects exactly what we're talking about here. Colleges and universities feel that humanities uh, majors and humanities departments aren't attracting students. Uh, they may have a point. The number of people majoring in the humanities is down significantly. The programs that are tending to be eliminated or squeezed tend to be the humanities programs that some colleges and universities are worried won't seem vocational enough to their prospective students. Are these new majors popping up at universities and colleges across the spectrum? Are they at Ivy League or at state schools, technical schools, for-profits? How can you describe uh, the, the, the field out there, if you will? Well, I think any good college or university is going to keep an eye on demand and uh, add new programs when students want them. And they should presumably do that. But the magnitude of this is different depending on the type of institution. So institutions that are particularly hurting for enrollment these days are, for example, community colleges and kind of second-tier private nonprofit colleges and universities, which are really straining to fill seats. They're the ones that tend to be adding a lot of these new programs, um, particularly high numbers of these new programs in our research. Certificate programs in particular are a huge growth industry for all colleges and universities, however, uh, because they are profitable. Moody's, the bond rating agency, said that one of the high points, and there aren't very many right now in, in higher education as an industry, is new certificate programs because colleges can make a lot of money out of those. The problem with that is that some of those might be a little bit hasty too, at least from the interest of a student. There uh, was a study recently by Burning Glass, which is a consulting company that studies employment trends and uh, hiring demand. They looked at 16 million job openings, and only eight-tenths of 1% of them required a certificate. So whether all of these certificate programs that everyone is rushing to introduce to make some money out of, whether all of those programs really have a financial gain is, um, is still sort of a point of contention. Some people suggest that people that get certificates will make at least a little bit more money than they would have without them. A lot of research lately is suggesting that in many cases, certificates really don't have a financial payoff. 
You talked to Robert Zemsky, a scholar at the University of Pennsylvania's Graduate School of Education, for this story. He told you that many of the programs seem kind of thrown together and that colleges are having what he called a panic reaction to declining enrollment. What did he really mean by that? Well, it's a fascinating situation that we have in higher ed right now because universities and colleges have never really had to worry about the supply of customers. Now they do. There are 2.9 million fewer students. We have too many colleges. They're all looking for ways to survive. Some of them are closing because they we can't sustain this number of colleges, especially small, private, nonprofit, high-cost colleges that have trouble justifying their tuition price these days given the value of their brand. Surveys suggest that parents and students are voting with their feet. 45% of parents in a survey by Sally May, which is a student loan company, 45% of parents say that quality and money have nothing to do with each other in higher education and that they can get as good of an education at a less expensive school as at a more expensive one. So for the first time, colleges and universities uh, are facing sort of an existential crisis. And I think that's what Zemsky meant. Let's talk about this from the student's perspective. Who's at risk here? Is it the existing students because resources for their programs might get spread thinner? Or is it students going into these new sort of untested majors? A lot of people that we spoke to who do enrollment consulting suggest that what colleges are doing is simply um, kind of cannibalizing their existing programs. So they might offer a new program in esports that attracts 10 students, but what these enrollment consultants suggest is that those 10 students would have enrolled in, a, in another existing program. From the student's point of view, it does. there is research that does suggest, as I mentioned, that certificates may not have a financial payoff uh, in many areas. Um, And so students are spending money on degrees and credentials that they think will maximize their earning power, but they won't. John Marcus of The Heckinger Report, thanks so much. Thank you for having me. That's it for this episode. Our recent documentary, Hard Words, Why Aren't Kids Being Taught to Read?, has been stirring a lot of debate online about how reading is taught in America. A former teacher from Maine wrote, I was a teacher who didn't know what I didn't know about reading. Reading came easily to me, and I thought reading just happened. I was never told, instructed, or read anything to clarify that falsehood. A user on Twitter told us that while she disagreed with some of the arguments made in the documentary, it was worthy of reflection. She wrote, I know I'll be thinking about this for a while. So join the conversation. We're on Twitter and Facebook at Educate Podcast. Or you can send us a note to contact at apmreports.org. You can listen to the documentary by subscribing to the Educate podcast or listen on our website, apmreports.org. This episode of the podcast was produced by Emerald O'Brien with help from Alex Baumhart and Chris Julin, mixing by Cameron Wiley. We partner with the Heckinger Report, which is a nonprofit independent news organization focused on inequality and innovation in education. Support for APM Reports comes from Lumina Foundation and the Spencer Foundation. I'm Stephen Smith. Thanks for listening. This is APM.